Now, the Kayak for Conservation program is part of the shed's broader vision to reimagine its galleries, facilities, and visitor experience. The aquarium has an eight-year plan for a $500 million renovation project, and it's expected to be done in time for its 100-year anniversary in 2030. So joining us to tell us more about the shed's centennial commitment is Sarah Hessel, the aquarium's vice president of design and exhibits. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you, too. Um, it's Sarah Hesel. Hazel, thank like you very much. Hazel, like weasel. Yes. Thank you yes. very much. Uh, sorry about that. Also with us is Peggy Sloan, Chief Animal Operations Officer at The Shed. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you. It's delightful to be here. I'll start with you, Sarah. Tell us more about the centennial commitment and just the overall timeline for this project. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on here. There is so much <laughs> so going much. on. Um, so the centennial commitment is really Shed's vision and strategic plan. Um, it's really going to, it has so many different facets to it. Um, we won't be able to even touch on all of those. But for my purposes, overseeing the design team, we're really focused on what's taking place right here on this campus and in this spectacular building. And what um, the project is for us is about restoring this magnificent building, and it's about transforming it at the same time. Um, because as you can imagine, uh, since in the 92 years since this building's been open, yeah. what we understand to be excellence um, in animal care and excellence in guest experience and exhibits, all of that has changed quite significantly. Yeah. Um, so this is a great opportunity. So will the aquarium stay open during construction? It absolutely will, yes. Yeah. Okay. The aquarium will be staying open, um, and this will be about a four-year construction enterprise for us. Yeah. It's a long time, but I, I, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be, gonna be spectacular. So walk us through some more of the, the major upgrades that are included mm -hmm. here. Yeah, so some people may have seen already in the press um, images of our front gardens, our welcoming um, a pavilion a t a sort of uh, functioning as both our ticketing space as well as uh, ushering our guests right into the front door. Um, visitors may have also seen some renderings of our interior spaces. So, for instance, um, everybody's favorite, a 40-foot clear acrylic tunnel um, that will allow people to feel like they are standing right in the midst of a Caribbean reef oh with goodness. sharks and rays and um, all kinds of... Uh, Build that first. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Do that first. Start there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peggy, how is the project going to improve animal habitats at the shed? Well, as Sarah said, we've learned a lot over time about yeah. what quality animal welfare and health means. And building more complex, larger habitats is one way that we can address animal care through the centennial commitment. Another way is to think about it is Jacqueline talked a little bit about what we're doing for communities. Yes. Sarah is focused on what we're doing for people in visitation to the shed. And for aquatic life, what we are doing is both addressing the sort of compassionate care that we offer on site and also amplifying and accelerating our applied science and sharing the implications of our work in order to take action in more meaningful ways. Yeah. Well, the uh, eight-year plan also includes funding uh, new approaches to fight climate change and uh, the loss of biodiversity. So can you tell us more about that, Peggy? Absolutely. We have the unique opportunity here at SHED because of the proximity of five unique science labs to accelerate our learning by taking 
field samples, for example, to discover more about the evolutionary potential of corals to respond to climate change. We use the expertise of our husbandry team to help care for the corals as we learn about them. And then our field research team sort of applies that work in real time. And we can accelerate all of that work because our teams are working together, both here and in the field. So uh, as we've talked about, Sarah, this, this is a big undertaking. Talk to us. How do you hope that uh, this, these improvements, that they'll transform the visitor experience, you know, for the next right. hundred years? Yeah. Well, you know, I think what's really fortunate for us is that some of the things that are so excellent for the animals that Peggy and her team care for so beautifully day in and day out are also things that are good for our guests. Right, um, so that that coral tunnel is going to mean more than twice the space for those animals, um, and that's going to that's bring true. that's going to bring about some of those natural behaviors um, that we hope to see, and that also brings our guests even closer to those animals. Um, and every step closer, we can we can bring our guests. Um, that fosters that spark, that little spark of connection yeah. to Why is that important? Animal? That's so important because right now, just as there is this biodiversity crisis that Peggy spoke to, there is also a, a crisis in connection between nature and people, especially in our urban environments, um, in places where people don't necessarily have as much access to nature. Um, and that's something that's that's critically important to us. I think so many of our colleagues who are, work in the field of, of wildlife conservation and are major contributors, um, most of those people can trace back a moment um, early in their life where they came face to face with an animal, and and that changed their trajectory in yeah. their life. I mean, I just did what twenty minutes ago, and I'm I'm still on a high. Yeah. Who, who <laughs> from, did you meet? From hanging out with Poblano and, and William. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, Peggy, I'm curious your thoughts on that too. You know the importance uh, to connect people to to nature and, and also to engage them in these conservation efforts in the first place. Well, what you said was just so fantastic because it speaks to our mission, yeah. which is sparking compassion, curiosity, and conservation. I got way too giddy, with no, which is great because we have to start with compassion. Yeah. And that tunnel that Sarah referenced, that immersive experience, allows people to connect with animals in a different way that hopefully leads them to feel compassion towards them. And then the next step is curiosity about them, which may, we hope, lead to conservation action. That is sort of the trifecta yeah. of our mission that we hope will be applied to move the needle for all of us to have not only access to nature, but for nature to be intact for us to coexist with. And How for. long have this all been in the works? 2016? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a really while. Yeah. I bet COVID slowed that down just a tad. Uh, you know, honestly, the team just gelled in spite of um, any of the obstacles of, of COVID. And um, in some ways, we never stopped. Um, we charged forward. We had different considerations, perhaps, sort of in the back of our heads. Yeah. But it really didn't slow the work. Um, and we have team members who are contributing um, from all across the country. We just zoomed through it and teams through it like everybody else. Zoomed through it. Yep. <laughs> uh, so true. Uh, looking ahead to 2030, then. Yeah. What changes are you most excited about? Uh I, I mean, honestly, this project has been so satisfying 
for a design team because of all of these different factors. Because we are designing for these two audiences, our animals and our dear beloved guests who come to us from all over the country, from all over the the city, from all over the world. Um, And so designing for those two audiences at the same time, that's really satisfying. But then add to that this majestic, beautiful, iconic building that we have. Um, And so I think for, for me, the challenge is how do we honor this building and care for it at the same time that we are building these new, more robust habitats mm-hmm. and the n- new life support systems that are needed for them and and greater access and inclusion um, throughout our exhibit design. How do we make sure that there's more ramping circulation through the building, um, even though this building was was designed 100 years ago? Yeah. So all of those, all of those are really important. Yeah, you to work me. in a great place. I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, <laughs> great location too. Uh, what about you, Peggy? What uh, what changes are you most excited about? Well, that was so beautifully said, Sarah. And what is so important is that experience enables impact, and the impact is really what makes my heart just you know pump. The for communities, for people, for aquatic life, being able to really activate the change that we hope that we can bring in all of those areas will only work if we really address the experience that people have every day. And I am most looking forward to seeing more people look nature in the eye, have all of us be more seamlessly and joyfully welcoming and take action for animals. That is Peggy Sloan and Sarah Hiesel with the Shed Aquarium. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.